and we are live hello <laughs> welcome back Woo. episode number two yay 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 yeah yeah are we in the house are we in the house hey we're starting off to a great start i think <laughs> we have a lot on our minds like so much so that valerie had to make a list <laughs> yes this episode is a bunch of jumbled up random things which i love i mean this is what i really wanted to do when i first thought of us doing this or when i really pictured it was um just bringing up whatever the fuck we want to talk about like just bring up everything that's how we talk yeah and that's the essence of what we want the podcast to be is like talking about trauma but also talking about everything there is to talk about pop culture life horrible people funny people <laughs> like laugh at the ridiculousness of life yeah. so so yeah this is what this episode is going to be about. I'm excited. So excited. start with how are you feeling today oh great start sister <laughs> great start um well doctor i feel <laughs> i'm feeling like a hoe no i'm kidding <laughs> um i feel wow i haven't asked myself that today so i feel focused i'd say that's come on heather our freaking <laughs> my sister's dog is like a little gremlin she's a little rat and she's just i don't know breaking shit so we're gonna fucking she's just she wants her attention so she just like finds any way to get it usually it's getting into trouble she's like hear me now hear me now (laughs) she's like you're not gonna give it to me so if you hear some random rustling it's because it's heather and you know one day when we got sponsors hello sponsors (laughs) (laughs) we can afford a little puppy nanny you know what i'm saying (laughs) okay well you're feeling focused yeah i just feel focused um and everything that I want to do, like, I finally feel like... So I've been growing, right? <laughs> so basically... It's crazy, dude. What's crazy? Like, how quick you're changing. Like, every day, I feel mm-hmm. like... I'm a new version of myself, <laughs> Yeah, I? yeah. Because I'm finding new versions of myself because... And I know what it is. It's... I finally have my basic needs met for my own mental health to where now I can be an extension of Valerie. I don't have to be um, every day waking up wondering what am I doing, um, healing all these really dark memories and things like that. Like I've, I've done so much of the work for like a year and a half and I've just grown so much and I've healed so much. So now I really get to just find new levels of confidence within me. And like, yeah, I feel powerful. I feel like, I just feel so powerful, which is funny because I've never felt powerful until I realized all the things I don't have power in because when you really can just focus all of your energy into what you do have control over you feel so powerful and that's just how I feel right now I feel like I'm exactly where I need to be exactly who I who I need to be I'm I'm I've healed so much and yeah so I feel really focused on 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 what my purpose is I feel like Mm -hmm. which is helping others healing others spreading information out there about emotions mainly I feel like is my Mm -hmm. biggest purpose Mm -hmm. so yeah I feel really fulfilled already what's going on in your life that's making this happen making me grow well (laughs) it's hard to like pinpoint one thing right but I do have always had this one thing in mind as to what it is basically it's 2021 right now um I got out of a really abusive emotionally abusive relationship in 2020 so a year and a half ago and basically I just hit rock bottom and when you hit rock bottom like the only way is up and I just like had had enough of how of all my insecurities of all the things my anxieties controlling me I had had enough and like there's like a certain power you get when you just don't give a fuck anymore because you've already you just feel like you're at the bottom of I don't know, you just reach rock bottom and then you just feel like, fuck everything then, Mm -hmm. you know? And that just skyrocketed me into into 
loving myself. I mean, loving yourself is respecting yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you go so long not respecting yourself and you see where it gets you. I had been in that relationship for for three years. And when when I saw where it got me to such a like sad, unfulfilled place, like, yeah, it just made me like not give a fuck about anything but myself. I was like, fuck this. Like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't not focus on all the things I've been avoiding, like my insecurities, my inner demons, my anxieties, traumas, which is just like old hard memories. Like I'm done. Like I'm just gonna put the work in finally mm -hmm. because I deserve it. And I deserve to not be in pain and like excruciating mental pain every day I wake up. Like I deserve to feel fulfilled and care about myself and respect myself. So that skyrocketed me into where I am now. And like, oh my gosh, like I am first of all, so proud of myself and also like, just can't believe what version of myself I am now. I can't believe it. And I just feel lucky because at the end of the day, I didn't have control over my awareness because many people struggle Many people reach rock bottom, but the fact that you, I was able to reach a level of awareness where I knew what I needed to do in order to get to where I am now. I mean, that was gifted to me that like, you know, it just takes a certain level of something that's outside of yourself for you to have awareness. And I think awareness of yourself is just the biggest tool to help you grow. That's it. You know, you just have to be aware. Yeah. I think you have a really good point. Awareness is like a blessing and a curse. Um, but there's really nothing you can do about it. Once you have it, you can't get rid of it. So you might as well work on yourself and work on just being able to hone in on your power, you know, and, and use it as a superpower. Because a lot of people live their whole life in denial, blind to like their blind spot. That's why they're called blind spots. Yeah, like, but it's not even up to them. And that's why my whole point was like, hone in on it. But like, you also if you're given it like if you're even given that the um that level of awareness like that's the only way like to get yourself out of like terrible mental struggles so, so you think some people don't have it no not at all and you think it's a gift yeah from who from god mm -hmm. and the universe and whatever you believe in i mean do you think you could help Spirit. people gain awareness? I think that's definitely. what therapy is, right? Oh, definitely. You can help people gain awareness, but, mm -hmm. but you can also... People have free will. There's only so much you can do by t explaining to people. Real yeah. awareness comes from wisdom you find by yourself. And wisdom usually doesn't come easily. It comes from hard hardships. Mm -hmm. So I think... Yeah, whether different, it's at different points in your life where you're given awareness. Mm -hmm. But I'm just grateful I've gotten it to a point where I'm this super confident, funny, kind, like free woman. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just so grateful for that because I know, of course, anyone, any woman would want that. Any woman, woman, every woman wants that, right? Yeah. It's just like, but how do you get there? It's like, girl, it's funny you should ask. thank you for, like, <laughs> Lord, thank you for giving me whatever it was I needed for me to get here, you yeah. know? It takes a lot of hard work, though. So the awareness helps you be aware of, like, what you need to work on. And yes. then that's where the hard work starts. So the, I'm kind of right now in limbo on, on a lot of things. So I've just kind of been trusting my intuition and researching, like, things that I feel like I'm more curious about. And me and you talk about shadow work all the time. And that's like one of the things that I know I need to actively work on. And I've known about that type of work for a long time. But it's really hard to get motivated to do all that. Because what you're essentially doing is opening up like ancient wounds from when you were a kid. And like reliving them and be, so that you're able to process them. And um, it usually explains a lot of the patterns that you do unconsciously. So right now that's kind of like what I've been researching and putting my energy towards. And something that I found really interesting when I was looking through this was like, I started learning more about the seven chakras. I noticed that there's a lot of similarities between the chakras and Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Wow, okay. And, and what I think is most interesting is that obviously one came before the other. Yeah. Which one? <laughs> and also, you should explain what that is. So Maslow's hierarchy of needs is, um, is a theory of human motivation and published. Wait, wait. So it's a theory on human motivation. So mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So what motivates us as people 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And it's in the shape of a pyramid, and it's split up into five sections. And the very bottom one, basically... The bottom tier. The bottom tier is what you need the most. You have to move up in order to hit the rest of the needs, if that makes okay. sense. Okay, so what is at the top of the pyramid? The of... top is mm-hmm. self-actualization. Um, what does that mean? Which is basically, if we're comparing it to the seven chakras, it would be like the crown chakra. Which would be like thinking more about morality, more abstract thought, more philosophical things, mm-hmm. um, problem solving, creativity. What I would describe it as is like it, the luxury problems, you know? If all your other needs are met and you have like the luxury to worry about morality and creativity, then you've hit, you know, <laughs> self-actualization on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Um, the very low one is physical needs like safety, shelter, food, and water, mm-hmm. which is like that's the base, the basics, right? Yeah. And then from there, it's employment, resources, and health. And be- and after that, it's love and belonging, friendship and intimacy. And from there, um, esteem, respect, mm-hmm. recognition, strength, and freedom. And at the very top, self-actualization. Wow. What's interesting is that this is this pyramid is based on a paper that was published in 1943, but it's so similar to the seven chakras in a lot of ways. The sh- seven chakras go back to like, 500 BC in India. So it's like really, really old compared to the hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. And what I'm trying to do here is compare and contrast Western ideologies to like Eastern, you know, where India mm-hmm. is known for like Buddhism and Hinduism and stuff like that. Right, right. So similar, but comes from different because it comes from different yeah. parts some of the world. People, some people argue that Maslow actually ripped this off and made it more digestible for the Western culture. I mean, it wouldn't be the first <laughs> time a white man ripped off exactly. brown people, but you know, exactly. yeah. so wouldn't be surprised. Not shocked people believe that. <laughs> and and it's similar, but Maslow definitely trims all the spiritual aspects of everything, which is what was something that I barely learned. That like you can work on your needs and stuff like that, but if you don't meet those that are in the in the spiritual realm, you can find yourself in a lot of patterns that you're not aware of because you're not even opening your mind to to where it's coming from, you know? Yes. So if you just focus on the physical world. The physical world. Yes. So I have a friend, my best friend, she and I talk about this a lot. I mean, she's an Aquarius, so we're we're down for a debate, let me tell you. Like, we're here to debate. Like, and I love that about her. It's like, it's just lovely to be able to actually talk about your beliefs with someone and actually see it from every angle and not be afraid to say, like, honestly, why you believe something. And like, she was having a hard time understanding or not understanding, but like, she just wasn't fully convinced on like zodiac signs, mm. which literally, if you're spiritual, you believe, you're most likely are into zodiac mm-hmm. stuff. So um, it, it goes hand in hand together, you know. Um, a lot of times, yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because zodiac signs are actually just science. Like, uh, it's how the plan, where the planets were when you were born. And all that energy made you into who you are. So it made you like the blueprint. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just funny because like, that's just science. Your intuition. Yeah, it has, nothing, it has nothing to do with spirituality. And I basically just explained it to her like that we're all aware that we are a spirit and a body. We're a soul. You have a soul. Everyone understands you have a soul. That's just plainly spiritual if you believe you have a soul. And most people do. And if you're choosing to ignore that part of yourself, you're ignoring a whole other aspect of life. You're ignoring this whole other truth. (laughs) Because there's, so let's say there's logic there's the physical realm wait what would it be then so it would be we, we have to be spiritual we have mm-hmm. to be aware of the physical realm mm-hmm. and we also have but we also have to be logical like we use science and stuff mm-hmm. um all these things to navigate life mm-hmm. right where would emotions fit there oh and emotions no emotions physical emotional mm-hmm and what's the other one? Spiritual comes from your soul, from just knowing you have a soul. We all know that. I mean, Spiritual we all know emotion. we have an energy within us that, I mean, even if you're in a room and you feel like you walk in and you're like, oh, the vibes are off. That's spiritual. Mm-hmm. That's spiritual. And even the, the people who discredit spirituality and zodiac signs the most 
we'll walk into a room into we'll walk into a room and be like the vibes are off i'm like well how do you know that because you're feeling the energy and that's mm-hmm. spiritual like mm-hmm. and that's all really zodiac signs are are the energy that was put into you because of the planet where the planets were the moment you were born mm-hmm. that's really all really all it is so yeah so br- bringing that all back to the chakras yeah that is definitely um why i've invested more time in researching them because even though i feel like i have grown a lot there's clearly a lot that i haven't healed and i didn't know where to start so i'm like okay well let's look into this you know Mm -hmm. and i had a roommate back in the day in college who was really into chakra healing and she was into a lot of crystals and a lot of spiritual stuff like that at the time like I was open to it, but I didn't take it as serious. But I do remember that she would always tell me that I needed to heal my throat chakra um, because she thought that I was very kind of guarded and like it was hard for me to communicate. And so a lot of times when I did um, start exploring with crystals and stuff, I would focus on throat chakra. But recently I realized that from a YouTuber, her name is uh, Christina Lopez. She's amazing. And that's her name on YouTube. Um, she's, she explains that the root chakra is actually the most important chakra to heal when you first start because it's the first chakra that develops because wow. it's located on your body. Each chakra is located on a different part of your body and the root is the very lowest one and it's it's literally on your bum. <laughs> okay. And then the rest are like, they go up from there. But that, you know, if you study how humans develop, they develop from the bum you know and so it just makes sense now the root chakra is responsible for survival grounding stability comfort and safety because you're a tiny little group of cells you know and you're developing into this being but that's the only thing that your body is really concerned with you know being safe Mm -hmm. being stable comforted and just like that's how you know a baby is healthy if you're able to provide them with those things Mm-hmm. But the root chakra, you know, if it's not if it's not developing the way it should, it could end up being too open or too closed. And that's when you have, like, issues. Once you heal the root chakra, then every other chakra is a lot easier to access and just, like, heal. Okay. So basically what so I'm saying is, like... It's all in my ass. <laughs> literally. All my issues come from my yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Will you re-explain to me... Exactly how that would transform, like if you if that like so you say you're unhealed, mm-hmm. that chakra is unhealed. So what would be the healed version? Okay, um, well the unhealed version would be when you're grown into a home that's like not safe, um, and just not not only in the physical ways like there's not enough food, water, or maybe you're homeless and don't have a place to live. But how does that develop within you? Because you know, like mm-hmm. your your throat chakra, I know it comes out in like sense of like. You have a hard time speaking up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So how would that? Um, you? So I think it manifests itself as anxiety. Okay. Like you're an anxious person. You yeah. doubt yourself. Um, you because don't feel safe in your body. I mean, that's constant worry. Yeah. O- over seemingly nothing is anxiety. So yeah. so if you don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true though. Like people who have anxiety attacks and panic attacks. Mm-hmm. It's just this huge overwhelming feeling of not being safe and not being grounded which is a huge part of the root chakra and that's why any grounding techniques is like amazing for the root chakra like sitting in grass you know sitting outside and feeling the air and like everything else is rooted from that chakra um what other ways that you can heal it she said that eating red foods because mm. the color of it is red. So each chakra is also a different color. Oh, so each level has a different color associated mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Okay. And um, color is energy. Is that why? I'm not too sure. Hmm. But that was one of the facts that I remembered because I thought it was really interesting. A lot of ways to heal the root chakra would be to do a lot of inner child work. Because they're tied oh, together. Right? Right. Because... When you're a child, I mean, developing, Mm -hmm. you need to feel safe. That's like Mm -hmm. the number one thing. Yeah. Because um, I think I got this from Brene Brown. 
who's this wonderful, wonderful healing being. Expert. Expert. She's, she's a lot of things. She's a lot of things. That's yeah. why it's like hard to put. But <laughs> she got her doctorate and does research on mm-hmm. um, vulnerability and shame. Vulnerability, shame, and happiness. Mm-hmm. What I mean, like, what is it that the happiest people are doing? Mm-hmm. Which is just so incredibly interesting to me. Like, mm-hmm. she does the research and then she just tells you about it like that is i need to repeat her name so that you guys can like look into her if you really are interested her name is brene brown and her first name spelled b-r-e-n-e and she has a podcast yes um unlocking us uh, it's called unlocking us so so yeah first step Mm -hmm. it's like go straight into your childhood bitch and most often than not everyone's trauma is rooted in not feeling safe and that's why that chakra is so necessary before you do anything else you know because then mm-hmm. you know the third eye is a popular one it makes it helps you see beyond the physical realm yeah but again if you open that chakra when you haven't even healed your root chakra it could be da- like dangerous and mental health wise like yeah. which i feel you don't like even I'm... understand the physical realm let's exactly like yeah. let's start there yeah. and that, I... that's really um scary to me that people are doing that because well i think everyone just is doing their best because I I mean I didn't yeah, know I need I always need to remind myself of that people are just trying their best, their best. And, and when people think of like chakras they always go first to the third eye I mean, yeah and it's like, I was like oh I want to be psychic of, of course <laughs> you're like if I'm psychic I'll know every reason why I'm an anxious person and have mental health issues until you only see the negative things with your third eye the third eye is meant to show you the truth yeah but if you're not healed then is it the truth? You know, let's, it's being let's, distorted. Let's talk. Oh yeah, it's being distorted, baby. You nailed it. Yeah, like um, I mean, depression is the greatest example of that. Depression. People who have come out of it have said it's all about perception. Mm. So people who are deeply depressed, I they truly believe everything they're telling themselves. Yeah, everything that they're telling themselves. Like it's all the negative things they're telling themselves. So that's your truth. If you if you're unlocking your third eye that's your truth mm-hmm. it's like, dangerous and dangerous I, I was doing um third eye work when i was working at a psych hospital and it did not go well you know oh no <laughs> my moderate depression that i've had my whole life <laughs> mm-hmm. plunged into like a really really bad place just like going day in day out and like getting all those energies yeah because everyone comes in with such heavy energy there yeah it's like a very intense form of suffering that a lot of people aren't exposed to and at the same time i'm over here you know trying to open my third eye and it really depressed me you know to see how how much people actually suffer yeah um because you're just surrounded by people who literally feel the same way you do about life because you're all depressed and i would say it's not at all like the same like the way you think when you're depressed like that's one way but having like a psychotic break like that's completely different still suffering but like for me the things that really marked me as a person was seeing people not be in in their reality and like believe what they were imagining in their head you know like the amount of times that i was almost assaulted every time i can tell you yeah like i i never got hit thank god but there was times where I was really close and you could just see in their eyes like they're not there anymore. They're, it's just glossed over. Mm-hmm. And I just can't even imagine not only for them who are going through that, but like their family having to, to see their loved one go through something like that. And I would see them visit, you know, while I was working there. And I just always thought like, man, I can't even imagine how sad it is for you to come see your daughter or your sister and they're like not well, you know? They're not who you know they are. That's so scary to think about seeing someone and you know they're just like on another fucking level of reality. Yeah. It's scary. Will you please take the baby? She's being so annoying. She's making too much noise as distracting me and I don't know if it's catching. (laughs) I just like slinged her. What else did you have on your list to talk about? Well, okay. Okay. Are you done? Yeah, I feel like we were just checking in, right? Yeah, we're just kind (laughs) of, we're kind of just talking about everything. This podcast is really just going to be whatever we believe in. Mm -hmm. We're very spiritual. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people 
are now. And I love to see that. So, um, or at least that's my perception and my projection of the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people in my, from my generation, Gen Z, they fucking love learning about spirituality and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I really hope that some of that resonated with you guys. I barely started doing shadow work. Right. Yeah. So, so basically, like, my sis, my beautiful sis, is just starting the journey that I feel like I started a year mm-hmm. and a half ago. Like, yeah. it just feels so similar because we both got out of relationships. It's just, like, this huge shift, and mm-hmm. you're, like, in a transitional period. You're finding... You're rebirthing. It's called <laughs> rebirthing for a reason. Yeah. Because it hurts like a bitch. Oh, yeah. But yes. you get a whole new life at the other end. So oh, yes. It, it's just so worth it. It all leads to a more fulfilling life. And what more could you ask for, you know? Period. So thank you for mentioning that. That's super interesting. Mm-hmm. It helped me so much. Great place to mm-hmm. start. So really proud of you. Thank you. That's hot. <laughs> so I have on my list. <laughs> Let's talk about, since we're already in the spiritual realm, do I have ADHD or am I just in Gemini? <laughs> Honestly. I've been Honestly. wanting to, I've been wanting so bad to talk about ADHD. Oh yeah. Because I've seen on TikTok some girls saying that they thought that they had ADHD because they were diagnosed with it at an early age. And then later they found out that it was actually complex PTSD. Oh. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Okay, so I only know the basics. I'm not licensed. I'm not, you know, I have a bachelor's degree. (laughs) let's Let's make that very clear to our audience. We are not licensed. No. <laughs> Don't take our advice. This is Don't for entertainment. Don't listen to anything we say ever. <laughs> this is for entertainment purposes only. But PTSD is something that is uh, more generally known about because a lot of, you know, veterans go through it. And I like that as an example for it because veterans have a very specific trauma. They can point the finger at what exactly is troubling them. And they usually have like flashbacks that are very specific to a certain uh, situation. Whereas complex PTSD is where you're traumatized and re-traumatized so often as a child that there's not one event that you can point to. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that, how does that translate to ADHD? ADHD. Because a lot of times, you know, that's why you have to see a psychiatrist in order to be diagnosed with ADHD because they have to rule out mental illness. It could be so many things, you know? Oh, wow. And we're going to have, I'm actually getting tested for that. So we're going to have a chat. Yeah. I didn't know that complex PTSD had so much in common with ADHD, like the symptoms of it, like not being able to focus. Oh, wow. Not being able to sleep. So now it's between, do I have complex PTSD, ADHD, or am I just a Gemini? (laughs) And hey. This is fun. You're all three, let me tell you. Oh, why not all of them? (laughs) I'm all of it. I'm everything. I'm a... Just kidding. I am not licensed. I'm not diagnosing you. (laughs) I would say that growing up, we did go through a lot and there was just a lot of trauma there, a lot of abuse. Mm -hmm. So... I would not be surprised. I sometimes relate to a lot of symptoms that go hand in hand with like borderline personality disorder. And I've heard that a lot of people with BPD have complex PTSD as well. Mm, yeah. So we're all, know. it's really complex. Mm-hmm. How, because I mean, that's definitely a huge thing I've really, really learned is that how complex complex we can be as people like damn it's a lot it's a lot and that's why it's so hard to heal so you know there's so uh, many components to it mm -hmm. it could be so many things at once or you know what's important though is the fact that you know i feel like the more i learn about these things (laughs) the more i'm able to normalize my own feelings when they come up and just like realizing that being triggered is normal yeah because I feel like sometimes the word trigger has become so um, used that people kind of don't take it as seriously. But Oh, yeah. It's, be, but because it isn't that rare, you know? Yeah, it's not rare. And when you react, you know, you snap at someone, that's being triggered. Yeah. So it's... I see why people blur the line, but like there's... What would be the biggest difference you think between mm-hmm. getting triggered and just like kind of just reacting to something and like I being think, upset over something? No, you know? I think being triggered is the same as reacting. Same as reacting? Yeah. Okay. Responding is what's different. When you learn to cope with your triggers, then you learn to respond rather than to react. Oh, okay. And it just makes your life a lot more peaceful. Okay, so if so really, 
It's just about responding to your triggers, responding to your reaction to things. Yeah. Because we all come from different areas of trauma and insecurity and anxieties. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, my triggers are very different from your triggers. Yeah. And you just have to learn when you're being, um, when those insecurities and anxieties specific to you are being triggered in you Mm -hmm. in order to respond in a healthy way. Yeah. And to self-soothe at the end of the day because Mm -hmm. a lot of times, me included, I feel like we were raised by people who didn't really know how to cope with their own emotions and it was hard for them to teach us how to cope with ours. Yeah, there was a lot of neglect there. Yeah. They didn't know how to deal with it for for themselves so they didn't tell us at all how to deal with it. How to deal with it. And of course, no one taught them. But that's what we're doing, you know, breaking the cycle and just trying to really understand what's going on while it's happening. Because that's the other part. Like, you can learn logically. When I'm triggered, I act like this. But when you're actually in the moment triggered, it's really hard to reel it back and to just, like, not react. Yeah, because you just see red. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can be... You feel unsafe again. Stop. Go away, please. Stop. She's literally biting my skin. Like, I'm not a chicken skin. Oh, okay. Also, I just want to mention that the reason I said, am I, or am I just a Gemini is because Geminis can't focus. It's a thing. We're just have such quick thoughts and can jump to things really quickly and just like process things quickly, be over it quickly, move on quickly. So it's like, um, (laughs) that's also like, you can't seem to focus on one thing, Mm -hmm. but okay. Um, there's no cockiness like a guy playing guitar hero who thinks he's good and all you can hear are the clicking sounds. (laughs) There's, but that level of cockiness, man, wow. I've never seen anything (laughs) like it. On God, I've never seen anything like it. The confidence in in a boy who thinks he's a shit playing expert level, he thinks he's so cool. All I can hear is the click, clack, click, clack, click, clack. (laughs) Oh my gosh, so funny. Bro, you're not playing the guitar. Let's just put it there, okay? (laughs) With that being said, I never got to that level. (laughs) Oh, that too. Get away from me. And she took out her blanket for I don't know what reason. I love how that was a bullet point in your notes. Yeah, that was something I just wanted to mention. Literally. (laughs) And there's going to be a lot of those for me, honestly. Just Valerie's random opinions about things. I wake up and I think this type of shit, like, all the time. And I love it. It makes my life colorful. (laughs) Anyway, next bullet point is, um, I honestly think we should talk about being bi. Lately, we've been talking a lot about our sexuality and just like where we stand on all this. Sexuality. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Lately, what we've been talking about a lot is bi visibility. We've been getting into it about that a lot. And oh, just yeah. How, like it's, it's, I, I think it's more prominent than being gay and lesbian i i agree but not enough people recognize it because it's so easy to like shut off that side of yourself if if you have like um internal homophobia you know yeah i think like you said like there's more people who are bi than gay than just gay like Mm -hmm. there there's no like people really like to invalidate the bi experience by saying that oh but you're really just gay Mm -hmm. you don't really like both and which one do you like more Mm -hmm. you know no it's like i that's why i always say everyone is gay everyone is gay you're telling me women are just are really open to to accepting their queerness and saying that they like both but but men no they're all straight like most of them are just straight no i'm pretty sure they just can't admit it to themselves because um women women are run by the moon and men are run by the sun so women are run by their emotions (laughs) i can you hear her on the mic I think so. Oh, so annoying, Heather. She was getting really annoyed that we weren't paying attention solely to her. Mm-hmm. So she's just making all this noise and like biting things and <laughs> had to get her zoomies out. Is you finished? Okay, cool. I know what, exactly what I was talking about. I was talking about... By visibility. Yes, but also... I was specifically talking about how I think everyone's gay. But why is it that men have such a hard time to admit it and women don't? Women are run by the moon, which is the biggest representation of emotion. So women are run by emotion. So we need our emotional needs met. And that's why for women, the most attractive thing they could ever find in someone uh, that they want to be their partner is emotional maturity. Mm. It just makes so much Mm. sense, right? Yeah. 
for men, they're run by the sun, which is, runs the ego. So that's what, what I've learned. Come on, women are run by emotion and are more attracted to emotional maturity. And men clearly have a problem with their fighting their ego day in, day out, okay? <laughs> we all know this. Come on. So it's, it's fine if you don't want to believe it that way. That's fine. But um, so they're run by their ego. And their ego is telling them... That that's wrong. To be queer is to be is is wrong. Mm-hmm. To be feminine is wrong. Yeah. That's. I mean, men are at the top of the totem pole, right? Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're gonna not want to be anything like queer people and feminine people, um, like or anything like a woman. No. Mm-hmm. Whereas women are out here like <laughs> begging to not be emotionally ne- neglected, and men can't give them that. They don't give them the emotional, or the emotional, what would you say? The emotional... Intimacy. Intimacy that women need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why women are really more open to being queer. And I just gotta say, like, I don't think any of my friends are straight. All of them, like, girls. All my... And I'm talking about my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them, like, girls. What I see it as is, like, we're all opening our mind to the idea that sexual orientation is fluid mm-hmm. and but it's become very apparent that it's easier for women to step into that than mm-hmm. men it's yes. just still really embarrassing for men to be seen as feminine it, yeah and it's really sad because it's... a lot of things that are like crucial for your well-being like being in touch with your feelings is seen as feminine you know yes yes oh my gosh Oh my gosh, could, do I wish if I could say one thing to men, if I could say one thing to men, it's, um, if you're so scared of being vulnerable and emotional, isn't that the harder thing? And doesn't that make you stronger of a person? Mm-hmm. Being vulnerable is hard for all of us. Mm-hmm. That's you know? why women end up being stronger in the long run. Yeah. Because we, not only do we have to go through physical pain that men don't have to go through, um, but be, we have to really hone into using our vulnerability as a strength and we i mean we just learned to do that because it's it's what we were made to do yeah i mean we had no other option exactly we have to survive in this fucking world Mm -hmm. i have to be able to voice myself we all have Mm -hmm. those that mentality that toxic masculinity mentality Mm -hmm. and that sexist mentality we all have it because we all grew up in the same fucking world right men have had the power since the beginning of time Mm -hmm. so yeah, and do you want to explain what you meant by physical pain? Like, why you think, um, even just the fact that, like, women, we go through, like, this painful experience of giving birth and having cramps, and, like, how do you think that makes you stronger? Because every, I believe that every type of suffering that exists, the sole purpose of it is to make you stronger. And mm-hmm. so, if we were to compare whether or not women have more adversity than men i think at least in the united states i would say it's pretty apparent that women are scared to walk to their car at night things that men don't even think about you know Mm -hmm. so why why don't you walk around at night and just listen to music it's such a vibe (laughs) it's such a vibe why haven't you tried it out (laughs) and i you just look at them like bro i'm a woman i let's start there Mm -hmm. yeah i mean don't even get me started and on like if you're a black woman it's different exactly. if you're a white woman it's different oh there's like if you're an indigenous woman it's different yeah if you're it's just there's an infinite amount of intersectionalities yeah but at the end of, of the day i wouldn't say that men face more adversity than than women no even though men do have suffering and not of being course. able to tap into their emotions is a type of suffering oh oh it's it's the worst kind of suffering yeah i mean Okay, not going to say that because women are literally assaulted and killed and violently raped and assaulted. I mean, for for the purpose of life is to develop relationships and develop your soul and how to coexist and mm-hmm. and accept yourself and your emotions and everything and your relationships. So, I mean, for this life, men not being able to process their emotions is really like detrimental and like they're suffering like they're not able to grow at all Mm -hmm. they're not able to grow at all it's so sad i think the conditions aren't made for men to be able to grow 
I agree. Yeah. I agree, but also, like, a big part of why, or another reason, I think, is men know they have this power in this world. And if they give that up, like, if basically this world is run by men, the only way we can fix that is if men change each other's beliefs. Mm-hmm. But they know they have the, they're at the top of the hierarchy. So they're not going to do that. They're not motivated to change exactly. the status quo because it, they're benefiting from it. Yeah, because they're benefiting from it. So um, they're not targeted. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not belittled just for being men. When it comes to just even physical pain that women have to endure, like it still has the purpose of making you stronger. And so yeah. women are so resilient mm-hmm. because we've had to be. Yes. You know? Yes. And then we oh, just... Oh, think like, about that. Just like... Because we've had to be, and men are sitting comfortably. That comfortability leads to no change and no growth, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have to develop ourselves more, you know, and we are growing because of how much negative focus is put on us. So mm-hmm. for me, more specifically about how um, pain helps women in the long run, like f- literally physical pain, mm-hmm. is that um, uncomfortability brings out more uncomfortability so if you're able if you feel uncomfortable in your body you're gonna look outside of yourself and change the things that are making you uncomfortable more you're gonna notice more of the things that you need to change in your life like you're just not gonna put up with as much shit if you weren't in pain Mm -hmm. you know so basically what i'm trying to say is that you have to be uncomfortable in order to change you have to be uncomfortable in order to have the motivation to change and that's why a lot of addicts don't change because they're being enabled by those around them. They always have money for the next hit. It's not until they can't physically do it anymore, they hit rock bottom, that they're motivated enough to change. And that's just the same for everything. Until like we have to. Until we have to. <laughs> Which is why a lot of times people have midlife crisis, quarter life crisis. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, when I first started my journey, when I first got out of that relationship it did feel like a crisis like it felt like oh my gosh like i need to change everything mm-hmm. about what i'm doing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i've been feeling that too um my partner of five years and i broke up at the end of the march we're in may now so it's been a couple months and i feel the same way i feel like i'm just like really honing in on what went wrong and just like wh- what i brought to the table and how I can like fix those things because at the end of the day, I, you know, I'm, I may get married one day, I may not. But one thing's for sure is I'm going to live with myself for the rest of my life. So I better Period. start getting comfortable with it, you know? Yeah. I better start making friends with myself. Yeah. You have to be okay being by yourself. Um, a lot of people say you are your own worst enemy, but I like to say... I am my own biggest strength. Like, mm-hmm. I, you are the only person that can motivate you and put you in that, wherever you want to be in life. Mm-hmm. You are. So, put all that energy into you, mm-hmm. you know? Which is why I'm so excited about our podcast. Like, I'm putting my energy into something that I believe in. Yeah. And, you know, it's scary. And I never do scary things. Oh, yeah. So, I'm Let's... just proud of us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Look at us. Who would have thought? Let's talk about how scary it is to do this. It's scary. I mean, I can hardly order a meal without feeling self-conscious. It's getting a lot better. That's good. But I feel like this is exactly what I need to push myself and to essentially just get to know myself, you know? Yeah. What you what, what you I really believe, believe in. Yeah. Yeah. down to those, to those beliefs that are yeah. just chill in there in my system, a lot of which don't serve me anymore. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. A time where I didn't feel safe and I was scared and I just wanted to survive. Oh, uh, yeah. All these beliefs that were fear based. Fear based. Survival mode, fight or flight. Now it's all love based. We're trying to do things out of love and focus on the light that exists within us. Mm -hmm. That's. If you empower that light, you're going to get a lot more done than just being demeaning to yourself and focus on all the things that you don't have figured out that you or the things you feel like you can't do Mm -hmm. you have to empower the pureness that we have within us because we all have it i mean at the end of the day we all just want to be loved and known that we're cared about and that um we're valued and 
And that comes from within us too. You have that power mm-hmm. to give that to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I am proof of it because I I know I, I get it for myself and that's something I never believed I could have. Mm-hmm. And I have it now and it's changed my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally from the out, inside out, it has changed my life. Like, mm-hmm. And it's changing uh, my life just because it's like it's inspirational to be there by your side just knowing how hard it's been for you and how hard it is every day still mm-hmm. but how far you've come you know thank you like, yeah i'm really really glad that it's not in vain everything i went through mm-hmm. yeah um so it is i agree it's scary this podcast starting this um being bad at it like being willing to be bad at it is yeah. scary because i'm a perfectionist i'm like i don't want to put it out and blah 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 but look, we're doing the best we can, and it's okay if we do it wrong a few times. No one starts at the top. You know, everyone who's found success started somewhere, and, and started, this is where we're starting. So Yeah, they started somewhere, and they started um, being nervous just how we are, and being mm-hmm. like, do I even have anything good to say? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's how what I really feel. But then I always reached the conclusion of, yes, I have many things I'd like to say, and I enjoy expressing my beliefs so Mm -hmm. um this is a i just love doing this it's so um fulfilling creatively Mm -hmm. and emotionally and i just love talking that's that's really what it is (laughs) i just fucking love talking so um but yeah what what else am i afraid of i'm afraid of i'm actually most afraid of letting myself down because i just want to make sure that i am able to give it all i've got yeah i think that's what failure with this podcast would would be for me it's just not me not being able to be myself or me not being able to believe in myself enough to do it the way i want to but i'm finding out that i am Mm -hmm. i am enough and i do believe in myself so i'm really grateful that Mm -hmm. i do believe in myself like and it's just also a constant reminder that we don't we're not in control of the outcome like this is our this is what we are bringing to the table and whatever happens is not in our control so yeah it's really not worth wasting any time thinking about it you know yeah because the outcome for me a fear is like being obsessed with likes or views or subscriptions whatever it is Mm -hmm. um because i i know how toxic it can get you know yes oh my gosh i mean um likes produce Mm -hmm. serotonin so yeah. when you don't receive those likes, it produces the opposite, which is like, oh, am I not good enough? Mm-hmm. And that's why it's better to just keep that shit in neutral. Yeah. It doesn't lead me here nor there. It doesn't mm-hmm. lead me to think more positively of myself or more negatively of myself. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have to be confident in who you are. You have to assertive. be assertive in who you are. Like, know who you are. That's, that's really why you have to be able to know who you are. Mm-hmm. So nothing sways you. Mm-hmm. You know, not not any external force or any shallow thing like likes. Mm-hmm. No. Because mm-hmm. that's not why we like ourselves. Mm-hmm. Why do you like yourself? I like myself because of the way I talk to cashiers and mm-hmm. the patience I have for people and patience I have for myself and the compassion I have for myself. Why do you like yourself? Um, I like myself for a lot of reasons, but I think my favorite thing is how good of a listener I can be. It just comes natural to me, and it's really helped me get to know people in a different way. Um, because I'm I'm one of those people that like if I meet someone on the bus and we start talking, like they'll tell me their life story. Like I just attract that, you know. And I like that about myself. I like that I have the power to make people feel heard, which I think is something that many people struggle with. And just being in social work. It's something that really does improve my job performance, you know? Because even if you're doing customer service, if you're not good at listening, you know, you're going to have a lot of difficulty. In any job, you're going to be working with people, you know? Mm -hmm. Listening is just as important as being listened to, which I feel like most people focus on being listened to, but never listen. (laughs) So that's really good. That's a great quality. Because you're right, it's so important to be able to listen to people and try to understand what they're really telling you. Which is why I love literature and like really deep movies and stuff like that because I feel like that's where I feel at home, analyzing 
observing. Me too. Trying to understand. I love analyzing. Yeah. I That's why I watched The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and you would think, oh, that's such a shallow show. No. People <laughs> come with so much baggage and shit. The and, like, tea is hot. Yes. In yeah. the first episode, you already know, like, who has daddy issues and, like, <laughs> like yeah. oh, you were neglected. You, you, you need a lot of attention, don't you? Who's a pick-me girl? Who's there <laughs> and actually is confident? And then that mm-hmm. girl ex- inspires you and, yeah. like, yeah. And it's, it's just, it's not mean-spirited the way we do it. It's just, like, girl, you have daddy issues? I have daddy issues, too. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I'm the first to tell you. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot going on in this (laughs) noggin (laughs) i'm the first to tell you i understand you know (laughs) i i i feel you girl like i I get it it. (laughs) before we go i just want to ask you guys a question that really was so interesting to me um and it was just nice to think about and i didn't get an answer from from myself right away and that's when you know you're really digging deep because it takes time. It takes patience to really figure some shit out sometimes. How you really feel about things. So the question is, I got this from a TikTok that has a journal prompt. It was just random. But it said, what is something you like about yourself that you wish other people noticed more? For me, my answer would be, I wish the people around me would see more and appreciate more how good of a listener I am. Because... Maybe it just happens to do with the fact that, like, I'm proud of myself for how much I've grown and noticing that, yeah, before I wasn't a good listener, maybe. And the fact that, like, I'm a Gemini, so I'm really fast and quick and, like, want to jump to the next thing. But um, I found a balance of, like, listening to others and wanting to be listened to. Like, I really found the balance of being able to do both. I value both a lot. And I wish people would tell me that more often than, hey you look super cool today. I'm like, yes, thank you so much. Like, you know, I'm a humble queen. I'm joking. Yeah. Why are you surprised? I bring it to you every bowl. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I wish people would notice my sense of humor more, but I don't think that's necessarily anybody's fault. I think it takes me a while to warm up and be able to like really be myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, really hate being taken so seriously you know okay like i love being able to joke and like poke oh fun at each gosh. other yeah yeah i feel like it's the vice versa for us then mm-hmm. because um i'd say yeah like i always get complimented on how funny i am but no one notices that i'm actually very um deep and well-spoken and listen mm-hmm. i listen to everyone so yeah it's the opposite it's the opposite yeah oh, but that's chill. why we balance each other out let's yeah. hear it. <laughs> That's our brand. <laughs> but we're we're growing and we're going to grow into those things. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with this, you know, um, we're putting our energy and our intentions into something positive and that can only bring us good things, you know. Mm-hmm. It's really crazy. Happy. I feel like I'm giving and receiving all at once when mm-hmm. I when we're filming. So, yeah. Yeah. So thank you, beautiful soul, for joining us. Um, I hope that some of it resonated with you. And please keep up with us. Follow my Instagram. My personal Instagram is V-X-L-E-R-Y-Q. It's just basically Valerie Q. And then our we have our uh, business Instagram, which is Bitches with Intellect. And it's literally just no spaces, no added anything, no periods, no drama. <laughs> I am a mother. But... Just bitches with intellect. Just Mm -hmm. type that in. Thank you, guys. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I really appreciate you. For real. You could be doing anything right now. Oh, my gosh. You could be going to yogurt land. You could be watching Drag Race, doing anything, and you're listening to us. So appreciate it. Thank you. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.